Have you ever done a juice fast, like a detox? Well, me neither until recently. But boy, when I did, I learned a lot of lessons and they were so powerful that I thought I will share them here on this podcast. So stay tuned and I will be right back. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Well, welcome back to the Academic Revolution podcast. And today we're going to talk about something quirky. I want to share some personal experiences I recently had by doing a three-day juice cleanse reset. It's like a detox. I thought I will share this because there are so many incredible leadership lessons and mindset lessons I've learned. So this lesson, therefore, is straight from pillar number, I guess, two and three, leadership identity and mental mastery that will really help you, I believe, in your academic career, in your personal life. It has been a tremendous journey for me, and I thought I will share it here. So let's dive right in. Well, number one, why did I even come to do this juice cleanse detox fast in the first place? Honestly, it was time to do something about my health. Overall, I'm incredible healthy, and I'm very blessed with that. But over the years, I've gained more weight back than I really wanted. And for a while, I was in good shape, and I was exercising regularly, and I ate pretty healthy. And I still do to some degree, although I have a terrible sweet tooth. So that really usually gets me. I love good chocolate. As you know, I'm European by origin. I'm a German. So I love very high quality chocolate desserts, those kind of things. And that is my afternoon treat. I also love my coffee with sugar. Over the years, I just gained more weight. Even I'm relatively active, not necessarily a hardcore exerciser, but I move around a fair amount. And I decided something got to change. I'm not getting younger. And I really wanted to focus on my health for this year. This is important to me. Why is it important? Well, health, we all know as a physician, can be gone tomorrow, right? We are not guaranteed another day. And uh, we are not guaranteed a perfect health all the time. And we see this as a physician every day in our job. So that is one obvious thing. But then I really felt like, um, to me, it is very important that I take care of this body that I have been given to run my race well. And I feel called to different assignments, specific assignments and missions I have that I'm put on this planet to do. And as a person of, a person of faith, that is really important to me. And you know what? It needs a functioning body and mind to execute your personal goals, your visions, your dreams for your life. And that is really important to me. So I was like, I have to take care of my health. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to run my race 
take care of my assignment and do it well because I will be exhausted. And then, of course, I'm a mom. I also want to be a good role model for my kids and for my patients. So these are all really important things that drove me to do this. And then the tip, I think, of the iceberg or the, the last tipping point, I already have this in my heart. But then my husband suddenly got sick. He's better now, thank God. But he suddenly got sick. And I realized, whoa, when you're out of commission, he was in the hospital for a couple of days, it really affects everything. So I was determined to really reset, cut out sugar, cut out caffeine, and really reset my diet and live a healthier lifestyle. Even though, again, I cook two, three meals per day, I'm actually a pretty good chef, I would say. And I love, I used to love hosting dinner parties. So I do love to cook. I do cook pretty healthy. But you know, sometimes you're tired as a, as a physician, right? It's a busy day, you're tired. As mom, you're like, oh goodness, why don't we just pick up some takeout tonight? And that creeps in. And these are habits that are not particularly helpful. That's sort of the backdrop. I decided to reset my health in a good, way, not to be too radical about it, but do something that is kind of shifting my mindset and push the reset button, so to speak. How did I get informed about this? I was actually inspired when I was in Germany and my sister gave me a, a magazine about using gardening and the things you grow in your garden, basically in your diet and for your good health. And I got really interested in, in sort of reading about culinary medicine, nutrition, even though I know some stuff, I just got curious. I got a bunch of books from the library and this one captured my eyes. It was basically using a three-day juice cleanse reset to sort of detox and reset your diet in a healthy lifestyle. So it's not a one and done thing. It's sort of you do the detox and then you move into a healthy lifestyle. What did that entail? Well, it was actually a pretty overwhelming task at first. It seemed daunting to, I had to do a three-day kind of pre-cleanse phase where I cut out sugar and caffeine, any processed food, and really ate pretty raw, hearty vegetables, lean protein kind of stuff, which we all should be eating. And then it moved into a three-day juice-only detox phase, drinking lots of water, drinking six juices per day, every couple hours. And then now, right now, I'm actually in the post-cleanse phase and sort of the reset my diet phase, and I'm feeling amazing. But at the outset of this task, you know, it felt really daunting. I never have done a, a juice cleanse or detox before. I have fasted as part of my faith on occasion, and more recently, uh, probably a month ago, and then years ago. But I was always afraid of that. And do you know why? Because I used to be plagued with headaches. And a hunger and low blood sugars are a huge trigger for migraines for me. So I had a lot of fear around doing this and getting a headache. And I hear people talk about this, and you can read about this, that people get headaches from you know, the sort of the detox process when you get all the junk out of your body and then you have withdrawal from caffeine and sugar, you get headaches. That's pretty normal reaction because your body is so used to all that junk. So I decided, well, I really want to do this, but that was a huge obstacle and stumbling block and a fear in my head. So that was number one. 
Number two, it seemed like a huge commitment and a daunting task at first. There was just a lot to prepare and it's it's a huge thing, right? It's three days before where you already make pretty radical changes. Cutting out coffee and sugar for me is really hard. And then you go in the juice phase and and then you're not even done. So the whole thing takes about, I guess, eight to 10 days. And then you sort of reset your diet. And um, I wasn't sure if I can make it through and if I wanted to make that commitment. But the desire for the desired outcomes to get healthy, to be a good role model, to run my race well, all these things pushed me. They were stronger than the fear. Now, the fear didn't go away, like the, oh, will I make it through, the doubt, the fear of the headaches, for sure. That was probably the biggest one. So, but then as I got started, I got into it and I did it. And at the end of it, I really reflected on the lessons I learned that I want to share here. So I'm now at the end of this. And number one, I physically feel amazing. I had a headache very early on, on day two of the, like of the pre-phase, probably from caffeine and sugar withdrawal, but then that went away. I was never really hungry and I felt very good and I lost a bunch of pounds. So that was a positive as well. As I looked back and I remember sitting on my porch and reflecting in the morning when I have my quiet time and sort of reflect and journal and think, wow, I made it. I completed the juice detox. I have done it. How did I get through it? Remembering how fearful and worried I was about headaches and about this huge task. And I think these were important leadership lessons for me that I just want to share. So because I think uh, every time we have a life lesson unrelated to medicine, unrelated to your career, there's always something to learn. And I always like to ask myself, what does that teach me? And number one, I learned I can do hard things. Now you say, no big deal, Inga, we all did hard things. We went through medical school and residency. I trained at the time when there was no work hour regulation. Uh, I sort of got the wave of it later halfway through my training. So, you know, I, I trained still in the days when it was really hard because you're on call every third, fourth night and work for 30, 36 hours. That's not as much fun. Yes, I can do hard things, but that was honestly also a long time ago. So 20 years ago, things looked a little different and my body could do more things at the time than it can do now, perhaps. But what did I learn and how do these lessons apply to other areas of my life? And specifically, when I think about areas in my life where I procrastinate or struggle to make progress on an area, such as in this example, my health, but perhaps in other areas, um, you might want to think about where are there, where do I have areas in my life where I really struggle to make progress? And where are there areas in my life that I have made a breakthrough? And that's how I went about it. Where in other areas of my life is this showing up? that I'm struggling to make progress and how can I apply the lessons that I learned from the juice detox? So number one, the task at first seemed totally daunting. It was huge. There was a lot of preparation involved and I wasn't sure if I could do it. I mean, I never had done it before and I was afraid something will happen. I was afraid of the headaches. I wasn't sure what to expect, but in the end, 
I did overcome all those obstacles. And if I can do it with a juice cleanse, well, then I can do this in other areas of my life. So what were the specific things that helped me that actually got me into action and that helped me stay focused and make it through to the other end? Bottom line is what made the juice cleanse work and how can I repeat this uh, learning in other areas of my life? Well, number one, I had a book with step-by-step instructions. Usually, I am not a pre-planner when it comes to meals and recipes, but I decided because this was an entire new process to me that I will entirely submit to the process. So lesson number one, you have to have something when you have a task in front of you that is difficult. Either look at a blueprint or find step-by-step instructions that you follow. And then number two, I guess, submit to this process. Submit to the process in entirety and trust the process that it will work. So basically what I did, I took the instructions out of the book from the library and wrote a list what I needed to do. Basically, hour to hour, day to day, I knew exactly what needed to be done, what I was eating, what I was preparing. I checked how much water I drank. I wrote down the hours when my next juice was due, etc., so that I wouldn't fall on track and that I would just strictly submit to the process and trust that the process worked. And it was very easy to follow such a tedious process because the steps were so detailed and I could really go through hour by hour per day and I knew exactly what to do. And also, honestly, it uh, fits a bit of the box checker mentality that we have as physicians. So that was really helpful. So I had step-by-step instructions, I submitted to the process and therefore I knew exactly what to do. And then the other big thing, I guess it's the third thing, is that I saw a glimpse of a result losing some weight, that was, the morning of day three of the pre-cleanse phase. So I wasn't even juicing yet. I was just eating differently. And honestly, the night from the second to the third day, I had such a horrible migraine all night, all evening, all the prior day on day two, that I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quit this is too hard. Give me my coffee. Give me my chocolate. Well, at least I was like, maybe I should take this a bit slower. Maybe I can drag this out over weeks, then just do it in a faster process. But when I woke up that morning, my headache was slightly better. And when I stepped on the scale, I was surprised to see actually some steady progress. I lost some weight. I was like, maybe I should keep going right now. I'm feeling okay. And I decided, let me just give it a few hours and see how I feel. I can always change my mind. And that was huge. So basically the third key point, when you see a glimpse of a result, keep going, because that is a good indicator that you're doing something right. So often we give up in the process when obstacles occur. And I was ready to give up because the migraine was really horrendous, but I got a little better. And then I saw a result and that kept me going. From that moment on, I was also results focused versus process focused. And that was huge. Number four, what kept me going the following days, um, honestly, it got easier. But what really got me going every day 
that I continue to monitor the process. So what does that mean? That in this case, I stepped on the scale and had zero attachment, whatever that number will show. It's like, Inga, whatever happens when you step on that scale, I don't really care. I'm following a process and I'm having a fun experiment. If the weight goes up, maybe that's normal. If the weight goes down, maybe that's normal. If it's the same, maybe that's normal. It's just how my body is reacting to the process. So I took the judgment out because before I was always judging about, oh man, I actually did a few days really good, but my scale isn't reflecting this. And just for a pause here, this is not about weight loss at all. I'm no expert. Don't ask me any questions. But it was really powerful. And what it taught me is that having no attachment on the day-to-day outcomes was really important. While it gave me earlier on a motivation to keep going and have some results, and I was results-focused, and I was focused on the end game getting through, I was not getting attached to the day-to-day numbers. And in life, this is very similar. So many times we are in academia trying to make progress on a project and we get discouraged along the way when we don't make as much progress as we hoped. When the results don't reflect the amount of effort we put in, we tend to give up and we attach ourselves to these results and make it mean something about us. Maybe I didn't work hard enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. All these negative thoughts go through our head and We immediately become attached to a bad result and give it a lot of meaning. And oftentimes, really has no meaning. It just is a process and there will be a result and measuring it day to day can be sometimes deceiving. So the big lesson here is do not be attached to the immediate outcome. Be long-term results focused and keep your daily habits going to get there. And eventually you will get there. The only way you will fail to get there is if you give up. So that was huge for me because honestly, that was a big personal breakthrough for me to have that mindset and just take it as it is and not be attached to what the scale showed me. So that was huge. I think these are the main things. And in the end, the last part that was really remarkable is just having completed it. When I was done, I remember Tuesday morning, I woke up, I was all done with all the the pre-phase, with the detox itself. Then I had a post-phase and that was very easy also to eat healthy. I mean, I haven't even touched chocolate or sugar or anything except date night with my husband. I had a bite of a cake and I didn't even enjoy it as much as I used to. So the key lessons here is when you have an overwhelming goal, a big goal, uh, something that you want to achieve, really chunk it down, have a step-by-step process that is so chunked down and baby step that you really have no excuses to be unclear what to do and that you just follow it blindly. Number two, follow the process, trust the process and follow the process. Number three, when you see a small result, use that as motivation to get long-term results, outcome focused, to finish that project, to see the finish line, to look at what you want to achieve with that goal. But number four, do not attach yourself to the outcomes of the daily 
result feedback that you get from your activities like I did when I stepped on that scale. So I hope this is really helping you. This taught me so much. It was, was also honestly really empowering because now I'm like, this is what I did there. I did this. I never thought I would do this or could do it. And what else can I do? So take these lessons either from this particular story that I'm sharing out of my very personal life or things in your own life, even more powerful. Take lessons that you learn from where you learned something in one area of your life, maybe completely unrelated to medicine, your career, etc., and take these lessons and apply them to what you want to do. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, it's finally time. The Ditch the List Bootcamp registration is open. If you have not heard about this revolutionary training I have been doing for years, it is about time. So on August 21st, I will be hosting my very famous Ditch the List Bootcamp. It is for those academic physicians that are struggling with a never-ending to-do list with just too many things to do and too little time to do it all to get you rethinking your to-do list, capture priorities, and learn tactics and strategies I have been using for years for you to get the right things done more easily in less time. So if you want to save hours per week, this training's for you. Get signed up by going to ingahoffman.com forward slash ditch the list 2023. Again, that is ingahoffman.com forward slash ditch the list 2023. Hoffman is spelled with one F and two N's, but just to be sure, I also put it in the show notes. So go there, get registered, bring friends and colleagues so you can hold each other accountable and it will be so much more fun. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Academic Revolution podcast today. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and colleagues and help create a movement that changes the future of academic medicine forever. Also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and visit ingahoffman.com for more information on how to work with me. Links are in the show notes. Until then, be well and see you on the next episode of the Academic Revolution podcast.